As realization of the reality that there are extraterrestrials on this planet that are, that are visiting this planet, that there are a presence here. As that realization of that begins to take hold on a lot of people, some people are going to start cracking. And uh, we're going to have to be careful of that. I mean, some people out there just, okay, there, there are people out there like me who've accepted this a long time ago, Okay. Then there are people out there who are on the fence with it. They're not sure, okay? And then there's people out there, you know, uh, who say they want to believe. You know, there's a lot of people out there saying they're trying to believe, but they're just not there yet. And then there's some people out there who are outright don't believe at all and think it's nonsense. <clears throat> but now, with the revelations from the Pentagon over the past year, uh, with the thing, with you know, with the revelations made by Luis Elizondo, uh, who. Uh, was in charge of uh, ATIP, uh, you know, basically confirming a lot of the things that many of us already knew or suspected. Now it's time, like it's realization is starting to settle down. It's almost like a, like a, like a blanket of fog, you know, just just starting to fall down and slowly envelope the the mindset of of people all over the world and people all over the world. There's going to be some of us. We're going to be like, wow, you know, they're just accepted. You know, people are just going to accept it. And, you know, and there are going to be people who are even the people there. Are, there will be people who say they want to believe. Right. And then once the realization that it is actually real, that, yes, that's what's going on here. They're some of them are going to crack. They're not going to they're going to try to push back against it all of a sudden. You'll see. That's just human nature. And the people who who don't believe it, you know, the people who don't want to believe it, the people who, uh, who need to go to, uh, debunkers all the time, like Mick West, you know, people like that, they need to listen to that. They need to be reassured that there's, uh, nothing out there that, that it's all bogus. Uh, they're going to become, there'll be some of those people I would, I suspect who will become violent. They'll become violent because they're, they're because that, that's, that's the only outlet they will have. They'll have no other choice. They're not going to. They're not going to want to accept it because of their. You know, could be for many reasons. Their religious beliefs. They're. They're just. Their fears. They live their lives in complete, absolute fear the way it is. And now this is something else they need to worry about. And when nobody listens to them anymore, they. You know, they, they lose arguments constantly. Then the only answer, the only way to fight back in their minds, will be violence in some form or another. They're not going to want to hear this. In fact, I could say that I've received some messages since yesterday's podcast uh, that uh, for, from some people who uh, who don't like this. They don't like this. I they don't want to believe this. And you know, maybe they shouldn't watch my show. You know, they need to stay away from my show. You know, go go somewhere else. Go some go to some place uh, where someone's going to tell you that's all phony and baloney and nonsense. Go there. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you though. It's real because I know it's real because I've seen one of these things. I've seen it. <clears throat> you know, in my case, this whole this thing took a lot of time. You know, I, I've talked about this before, and I'll I'll go over it again here for maybe some of you out there who might have missed it. But you know, back in the '70s when I was a kid, I was about eight years old, maybe close to nine, somewhere around there. 
you know, I woke up in the middle of the night and, uh, in, in the attic, we used to sleep. We had the small house and me and my brother, Davey, you know, he slept on one side of the attic and I slept on the other and it woke up that we used to leave the light on a lot of times. Um, and I woke up in the middle of the night to this humming electronic humming sound, like a, a low pitched humming sound, like, mm. and the blanket, I had a blue blanket, a thin blue blanket that was over my head. And I could see the outline of basically a, a hand that had three fingers on it. That was it. It was, it wasn't a human hand. It was three like thick fingers that came to almost points and it was getting, I could see the shadow getting closer to where my face was under the blanket and then further away, closer, further away. And it went on like this and I didn't know what was going on. And I'm at first I'm like, you know, who's there? What's going on? And this thing just kept continuing to do this. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> I yeah I started yelling I, I peeked out of the blanket for, I was too afraid to pull the blanket down to look at whatever this thing was I don't know what I you know in my mind it was the devil or the demon from hell that's that's because you know at that point in my life I I was uh, uh you know an altar boy in in a in a Catholic church in, in town where I lived and uh, you know that's what I thought it was but anyway peeked out of the blanket looked on the other side of the bedroom where my brother Davey was sleeping he was sound asleep completely oblivious to whatever was in the room right and uh, I started yelling to him and I noticed that that humming sound was muffling my voice somewhat I could hear myself but not as loud as I should have been and I'm yelling for him and he's just not budging he can't hear me and I start then I start screaming at the top of my lungs for my mom and my dad right for this went on for a while and nobody's coming nobody nobody came to the rescue meanwhile this thing i could see that the, the silhouette through the blanket you know getting closer to my head and further away closer to my head and further away it had three fingers three thick fingers you know you could see the i could see the outline of an arm i could see an elbow you know but it, i couldn't see i could i just saw the shadow i knew there's something there and whatever it was was seemed it was not human whatever it was okay that's what i could tell you with uh, assurance that there was something in my room and i know this wasn't a dream it was not a dream so nobody's coming. So then I resort to prayer. I'm praying, you know, oh, please God, oh, help me. Oh, God, oh. go on and on and on. I'm praying, praying, praying. Nothing, this thing's still there, right? And this lasted for like 20 minutes. So I'm praying. I'm keep looking to see if it's there. It's still there. I'm asking it to go away. It won't go away. And I'm praying, I'm praying. And then next thing I know, it was like, it was the next day. I, I Somehow I passed out. I don't know how. And I woke up like, you know, late in the, I was like, you know, nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. I think, I believe this was during the summer, during a summer vacation. Okay. And I wake up in the morning. I, 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 you know, it was, it felt like time passed. It wasn't like, you know, you're something, it's like, not like when you have a dream and you wake up and, uh, you know, you're, you know, it's not like that. This was like something happened. And then I felt, I slept and then I woke up hours and hours later. So I knew that something happened. I went downstairs. I my, my my dad was at work at the time, and my mom was home. And I, I told her, you know, over you know, trying to explain to her what happened the, the night before. That there was something in the room and had three fingers on its hand. And she kept insisting that it was only a dream. And I I, I was I, I knew it wasn't. You know, I knew that it wasn't. All right, it was not a dream. Okay, I knew you, you you know you could have dreams. I've had dreams that are very realistic, but you know when it's all over with it, it was a dream. This was not a dream. This really happened. There was something there that was not human, and there was some sort of electronic humming sound during the whole time. Now, um, <clears throat> you know, 
I, I at some point during that day, I mean, after trying to tell her, she, I just knew she wasn't going to believe me. I remember the realization came over me that, you know, nobody's going to believe me. I'm just a kid and nobody's going to believe this story. And I, I told my dad when he got home and, and he didn't believe it either. And I t- probably talked about it for a few more days after that. And then just, you know, you just forget, you just stop talking about it. And over the years after that, I remember even at one point, like I would remember it and I'd be think, well, I remember even trying to convince myself, well, maybe it was a dream, you know, but I knew deep down, I knew I was just kidding myself by saying something like that. And I knew it was real. And I went on for years believing that there was some sort of demon or, or the devil for some reason in my room and that showed up in the room that night. There was something there. And then it must have been like, I'd say late 80s somewhere, watching TV, documentary about aliens and people getting abducted. And, uh, you know, it was after at some point after that that I, it started ringing a bell. I started thinking, you know what? That's what that was. In fact, you know, when I was a kid, I'm going to go back even, you know, when I was a little kid in the 70s, you know, I had seen movies with alien invaders like you know war of the worlds you know earth versus the flying saucers and i just at the time when i saw those movies i thought they was just a complete invention of hollywood i never ever imagined that that the reason that they were made that these movies were made in the first place was because people were actually seeing ufos like i i didn't know that historical background aspect to this whole thing i just thought it was just you know just as uh, fantastical as something like you know the wizard of oz or whatnot uh so i just thought it was all of hollywood concoction it was that wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't until about somewhere around 1980 where uh i uh, it was i believe it was an in search of episode and i was sitting there watching it with my dad and it was something about ufos and and i was like and i'm sitting there watching i was like this is real and my dad's like, yeah, didn't you know that? A lot of people said they saw it. And I never even, I mean, it was, so that was years later. Again, I didn't make the connection to the thing with the hand until late, much later on. It was until the late 80s when I heard about it. I didn't know about abduction. Never even thought about stuff like that when I was growing up. So, and then, of course, uh, that was at the end of it. And then in the early 90s, 1994 to be exact, in, uh, when I was on a fishing trip with a friend, uh, it was at a private uh, community uh, near Hazleton, Pennsylvania. He called me up one day, and uh, he said he he got permission to go to this place called Beach Mountain Lakes, um, and it's it's a it's a little private wo- community in the in the woods, you know, up against a mountain uh, near Hazleton, Pennsylvania. And uh, he said he his mom knows someone there, and and uh, and he she she uh got permission from this person to allow uh him to go fishing there and so he called me up it was you know 12 o'clock one o'clock in the afternoon this was a summer day august an august day in in 1994 and he asked me if i wanted to go fishing with him there and i was in my you know i was in my mid-20s probably at the time 24 somewhere around there and uh 25 probably 1925 okay so I said, yeah, why not? Sounds cool. He, he, he didn't want to fish at the lake. He wanted to, there was a pond that was off the lake and he wanted to go fishing there. So, you know, it was going to be a night fishing excursion basically. Cause we, he picked me up. I mean, I remember he came with, came to pick me up in his pickup truck or it was, it was, uh, you know, it was later in the day, like four thirty, five o'clock. And we drove to the Walmart, uh, in Hazleton first. That was, in fact, that was the first time I was ever in a Walmart that day. 
to get uh, uh, some uh, warms, tackle, uh, you know, snacks, drinks, you know, stock up on stuff before we went. So we went there. We went to the gate. There was a gate you go to, and you, the guy he talked to the guy. The guy said, "Okay, and guard, security guard, let us in." Went, went fishing. It was around six. It was around dusk. You know, starting to get dark out. And we went there, and you know, we were having a good time, just fishing. We weren't catching anything. There were no bites, nothing, absolutely nothing. Okay. And uh, and so. You know, the, the night it got dark, it was pitch dark out. He he, he kept, tra- you know, Scott, my buddy, friend Scott is, was, you know, he's a big time fisherman. He, you know, he, he, he was trying everything, all kinds of different things to get something. And he wasn't getting anything either. And it was, but you know, that doesn't matter. To me, fishing is just about, you know, going out and being outside and having a good time, you know, whether you catch anything or not. Okay. I didn't, I didn't get a bite at all that night. <clears throat> and anyway, I turned around at one point, it was around 10 o'clock at night to get uh, something out of my tackle box and behind behind where this pond was behind the pond was like a big open field and it was like tall grass in the open field and on the perimeter of the field was woods and when i turned around i saw these three gigantic lights lined up uh horizontally you know side by side these lights were gigantic i mean they were like hit like you know 10 times 20 times as big as your regular car headlight lined up boom 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 you know side by side with a little bit of space in between each and i saw them moving behind the behind the trees and i watched as the thing came from behind there was a one little clearing area be like where, where, where it was moving toward and that's when i said to my friend scott he's like scott what the hell is that and he turned around and he uh, saw this object. Now, by this point, it was coming right toward us, right toward where the pond was, right? And it's only maybe two and a half stories off the ground, this thing. It wasn't it wasn't that high up. And I remember, I'll never forget his the tone of his voice. It was like, I don't know, right? He was, he was you know, shocked at what, what we were seeing. This thing, there was no sound, absolutely zero sound. It was coming right toward where our position was. And he grabbed the flashlight out of the back of the truck, and he's he started shining. The thing was, he was just about underneath the thing, and he was shining the flashlight up underneath it. And basically, the thing stopped almost right, right in front of us, right, right where we were. I'm, I'm standing looking right, looking right up at this thing. It had to be maybe no more than you know, 15, 20 feet away from where I'm standing, and it's right there, and there's no sound whatsoever. I was petrified. I thought the thing was going to land. All right. I I thought I already knew had heard stories about abduction and stuff like that, and I'm thinking here we go, you know we're gonna have, something's gonna happen, and I said to Scott, uh, he's shining a flashlight, says let's, let's get out of here, so he he listened immediately, and we all we both start throwing the stuff in the back of the truck, and started and then we start driving out of uh, out of there. But meanwhile, the thing actually where it had stopped now it was moving back uh, uh, in a different direction, and it almost made like a, a triangular. Uh, uh, m- movement through the sky because it came from behind the trees moved toward us and then backed away from us in a in, in a parallel uh p- position from where once it came and so we're in the truck and we're driving down this dirt road in the pickup truck and we're, we had to drive toward the way where this toward you know near where this thing was flying it was flying back over the woods again and so at one point we had to stop because there was like at least 20 deer. We had to stop and wait for 20 deer to go that were spooked for some reason that were running across the road, the dirt road. They were running away from the area where that thing was flying. And then we got out of there. It was like a frenetic scene. We weren't even talking. We were, both of us were scared, shocked. I, I didn't know how to describe it. 
And we got out of there, and I remember we stopped at a donut shop uh, somewhere in Hazleton. And uh, I remember getting coffees, and I was sitting at the table, and he's walking back to the table. I said, Scott, I said, that, w- that was a UFO. And for his first reaction was, I'm not saying anything. I'm not telling anybody because, at, you know, at the time, you know, there's a stigma. If you tell someone you saw something like this, there's going to be a stigma. So by this point, you know, I, you know, I'm convinced. I know now, you know, and, and there was something else that happened to me when I was in Hawaii years after that, and that would have been in 2007, 2007. But it, that was a stranger incident. I'm not going to get into that one right now. But there were things that have happened over the, over the years that have convinced me, like that, like those two incidents I just talked about. Now, of course, I can't you know I can't prove the first one because there was nobody. Nobody was my brother was sound asleep. He was he had no idea there was something there. I, and I know I was awake, but no, it doesn't matter how much I talk about this. Nobody. Some people out there will believe it. Some people won't. It's just the way it's going to be. But the second thing that happened, there was somebody there. He saw the thing too. And it was real. I mean, and this thing, there's no way. 1994, you're talking something that could move. And this thing moved extremely close to the trees. Now, Scott was closer to it. And I actually talked to him recently. Uh, maybe maybe six. No, well, not really. Not like yesterday, but when the, within the past eight eight months, six, seven months ago, something like that. And I brought it up to him again, and, and he, he thinks that, yeah, I mean, he, he's convinced that it had to be something from another world. Uh, he, like, now, we could never, really, really couldn't make the shape of it out because we couldn't, I, I couldn't, because the lights were right in front of me. But he believed that it was saucer-shaped. I was talking to him. I, I thought maybe he thought it was triangular, but I, 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 I talked to him about it. You know, when I talked to him recently, he, he believed it was like a saucer-shaped uh, object. <clears throat> Because uh, he was closer to it, he was right, and basically almost right underneath it when he was had the flashlight shining up at it. Um, and I can't begin to tell you the the feelings of of awe, terror, wonder, like the whole package that was going on through my mind at that during that incident. Um, but now, you know. See, it's because of stuff like this that I believe, like I know, like I know when I hear a story from Travis Walton, yeah, he's telling the truth. There was a bunch of other guys with him, six other people, in fact, in 1975 when he was abducted and basically almost in front of these people. Um, And he spent almost a week in a spaceship. The guy's not lying because those things, these things are really out there. And now we have the Pentagon coming forward over the last, you know, basically in this past year, and basically admitting to yes, these video, these videos that they 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 confirmed that yes, these uh these videos are are uh they're real, and uh, we don't know what these objects are or where they come from or who's operating them. Uh, and then they make a statement in a report stating that oh yeah, uh, could be China or Russia or natural phenomena. Well, we could rule out the China and Russia right away. I mean, even Luis Elizondo we talked about in the the last podcast made it clear that it's uh preposterous absolutely preposterous that it's that these objects are controlled by china and russia because they don't have that kind of technology nobody does because these things were being not just seen since uh 2004 or, or or just a few years ago these things have been you know spotted by uh military personnel since the late 40s early 50s so that's why it's preposterous <clears throat> so when you so basically and and when Elizondo makes these claims the Pentagon doesn't you know bite back 
You have you've heard nothing from the Pentagon, anyone from the Pentagon saying, "Oh, that guy's a liar." Why? He's actually authorized to tell you these things. He he's author. He's actually mentioned this a few times. He's authorized. This is what what we have been experiencing as a country, as a world, actually. The, the United States government has, has has made moves here, whether you want to believe it or not, to disclose the truth. Now, it seems like maybe some people in the Pentagon are getting cold feet right now, and that's why they want to control the UFO information rather than Congress uh, pass its own legislation. That's what it seems like. Now, there's been reports saying that hey, the, the Pentagon has says, oh, no, we still we want to be open about it. They're, 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 they, they have uh, commented on this since. Uh, but whatever the case, whatever the case, when you take everything into, into totality of what's happened, what's occurred over the past few years, and what the Pentagon has, has told us thus far in that report, okay, we know for a fact that uh, these objects, okay, some of them, some objects, sometimes I'm sure, I'm certain that some things are just natural phenomena, but there are other objects that have been tr- not only seen and, and observed by military personnel, and not to, we're not, we're just sticking with the military personnel. We know there's other people, other, you know, regular Joes out there like me who have, who've seen these things too. We'll, we'll forget about, forget about all of that. We're just going to, you know, focus on what the military has told us and what they've experienced. So we know that sometimes there's natural phenomena, of course. Of course, of course, there could be some misidentification of some object, and it's not even an object. It could be something that's caused by a sun dog or some crazy thing like that. However, there's things where other objects that have been observed, not only with people with eyeballs on it, multiple eyeballs on it, but they've they, they've shown that uh, uh, they move in ways that's obvious are obviously being controlled by something, and also they've been tracked on radar. This has been going on, folks. The military has known about this for a long time. It's only recently that they're starting to come clean about it. That's because it's being disclosed. And again, we're going to get into this next point here. And when they get and when these things are finally out in the open, right? I mean, once let's put it this way: it's already out in the open. It's just a matter for people for for the realization of what's what's been said and what's been reported. Once that realization starts uh settling in settling in on the on the minds of a lot of people out there some people are going to crack and and it's not going to be pretty for somebody some of these people are are not going to be able to handle the truth they it's it and it's a it's you could imagine you know for someone like me who it took many years like uh for little things happen here and then something else happens you know over 10 years later you know, 15, how many, so from 1977 to 1994, you're talking, you know, years, almost 20 years later between incidents. And then something else happens later on in Hawaii. I had another strange experience in Hawaii, which I just can't explain. I'm not going to get into that right now. That's a, a very long story, but I've, I've talked about it in other podcasts. Um, <clears throat> and that incident, by the way, was completely different, completely removed from those first two. The thing is, is that it takes time for people to accept it. And there's people out there who just really don't think about this. There's people within my family who thinks it's, you know, they have trouble believing it. It just sounds too fantastic for them because it's been made to sound too fantastic to them for years. And and largely because of what the government has done throughout the years. Throughout the years, the government has uh, basically created this... Uh, 
this they're the ones who caused the stigma to, to, to happen in the first place saying that these people people who see these things are either crackpots liars or they misidentified something so then that's why anybody people would be afraid to even talk about it take my friend scott again when that first when that thing happened when we had that incident his first thought was not to tell anybody because he was afraid of the stigma that would he, he has talked about it with people over the years but he, he doesn't do what i'm doing he's not on the internet doing it like i am right now <clears throat> but I think it's important. I think it's important that the human race comes to grips with the reality. And yes, the Pentagon has, has not, not just the Pentagon, not just the United States government, but other governments of the world. It's time. And they're, they're doing something. They are doing something. We are seeing a slow disclosure. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, in 1947, uh, the government, the military, uh, put together uh, uh, their program to investigate UFOs uh, became known as Project Sign. It was the the government, the military's earliest investigation in the UFOs. And the result, the end result of Project Sign was a report uh, called The Estimate of the Situation, um, which unfortunately... We, nobody's ever seen it. No, no, the public has not seen this document. It's, it was apparently suppressed because many people in the military at that time and, and they, they didn't want to. They didn't want to believe that. They didn't want to use the, the, the estimate of the situation. Concluded that these vehicles that people were seeing at the time were from inter, interplanetary. They were from another world. So that was unacceptable to people in the military at that time. Now, actually, I, I'm going to leave a link here for this. It's actually interesting that it's on military. Uh, there, there's a, a wiki, military wiki uh, on this estimate of the, of the situation. I'll read a little bit to you. It says here, the estimate of the situation was a document supposedly written in 1948 by the personnel of United States Air Force's Project Sign, including the project's director, Captain Robert R. Snyder, which explained their reasons for concluding that the extraterrestrial hypothesis was the best exp- explanation for unidentified flying objects. Um, and then the background here goes into that. It says here, Project Sign was established in late 1947 and was charged with investigating flying saucer reports. In line with orders from high-ranking USA, U.S. Air Force officers, Sign's personnel operated on the principle that the subject, sub- subject should be taken seriously on the grounds that UFOs may represent genuine aircraft whose origins are mysterious and possibly threatening to United States security. Um. <clears throat> and then they, it, go, it, it talks about this Chili's Witted encounter. Uh, though Sign investigated earlier UFO reports, historian David M. Jacobs writes that the highly publicized Chili's Witted UFO encounter of July 24, 1948, had a great impact that Sign. In that encounter, two experienced airline pilots claimed a torpedo-shaped object nearly collided with their commercial airplane. 
Signed personnel judged the report convincing and compelling, partly because the alleged encounter, or excuse me, the alleged object also closely matched the description of an independent sighting from The Hague a few days earlier. Isn't it interesting, though? A torpedo-shaped object. What does that remind you of? It reminds you of the uh, David Fravor uh, Tic Tac-shaped object, okay? Uh, this continues here. It says, according to Michael D. Swords, signed personnel intensely investigated the Chillis Witted sighting for several months. Despite the lack of physical evidence, some signed personnel judged this and other UFO reports quite persuasive and concluded that UFOs could have only a non-earthly source, Swords writes. And he says, uh, the project members reasoned that they had several dozen aerial observations that they could not explain, many of them by military pilots and scientists. The objects seemed to act like real technology, but their sources said they were not ours. The flying fuselage encounter uh, intrigued them. That was the one the encounter involving the Chillis witted uh, pilots. Uh, so... But see, the problem was they did, the, the government. There were people in the government at that time. The point of what I'm talking about here is that that report got covered up, right? And then they uh, Project Sign was was soon to was soon uh, dismantled, and they came up with this other uh, project to study UFOs called Project Grudge. <laughs> Why didn't they get called a grudge? Because they didn't like the the conclusions of Project Sign. I mean, the conclusions were, you know, that was it was obvious. Obviously, these things aren't from from here, okay. So, you know, basically, that's when Project Grudge came up, and they and they did they did another uh, investigation into it later on, and they they, did, they decided, well, we don't know what it is, and yeah, you, know, you know, but they never said it was interplanetary, you know. So it's been basically uh, been covered up for, you know, <laughs> all this time. But now, finally, we're starting to uh, get somewhere with it. But the point that I'm bringing, the point of all of this is that even way back then, you could see that there were certain uh, people within the in the military that work working in the Pentagon and people in high places that did not like. They don't like it. They don't like the idea that okay, this is these things are coming from another world for whatever reason. It could be because of their religious beliefs. I mean, could you imagine? Say you're a a Jehovah's Witness or something, and you're in a cult religion, and and you know you're not going to accept, you're not going to believe this. You know this goes against everything that you're being taught. So there's going to be people out there that aren't going to like this. Just like there were people, a lot of these guys in the military back then that were in charge. Some of them could have been for for religious reasons, or could have been just for personal. They just didn't want to accept it. They didn't want to believe. They didn't want to. They didn't want to. They don't want to believe that that's true. That 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 they're beings from other places that are you know are more technologically advanced than we are. They just don't want to accept that, so they want a different answer. And it reminds me, you know, I just recently watched. There's a movie uh, from the 1960s, 1967, I believe it was released called Quatermass and the Pit. Uh, it was it was a British production. in In England, it was called Quatermass and the Pit. In America, it was called Five Million Years to Earth. But anyway, <clears throat> this movie was about the uh, this this object, this metal object, is found uh, you know buried underneath the street somewhere in, in London, and and at first a lot of people think, well, it must be uh, uh, could have been a, a, a bomb that was dropped by the Nazis during the forties and it never exploded. So they 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 have they take care. They think it might be this uh, bomb that never detonated, never blew up, and so they have people come in looking at it. But then they realize it's not a bomb; it's uh, 
it's made out of some metal that they harder than anything any other substance on earth they they uh, it's very strange and then they dig the whole thing out it looks like some sort of a craft and then eventually they find these uh these uh remains of these insect like uh, insects like locusts inside this contraption so the science scientists conclude that uh you know that oh yeah it must this is obviously from another world i mean this is it's crashed here and it's been here for uh, you know for five million years basically it was buried under the ground for five million years and it was something from outer space from another planet but uh, a colonel in the military doesn't want to accept that uh, to him that's just no i can't believe i don't want to believe that so he has a he says it was some sort of a propaganda effort by the nazis uh they basically made up these uh, bodies of these giant locusts that were controlling this thing and put them in there and it was some sort of a psychological uh, uh, combat uh, effort to uh, scare uh, the the Brits back in the in the 40s during the war you know which is complete bogus nonsense you know uh, but but the but the Ministry of Defense goes along with that because they don't want to they don't want to believe that there's something that anything from another planet came here uh there's a lot more to the movie than that but that's again you could that's the kind of thing that you're seeing here uh with the estimate of the situation there are people who don't want to believe it and that that could be part of the reason why some people in the military still don't want to you know they don't want they don't want they don't like this narrative they don't want to believe that there's a lot of people out there who do not want to believe this and and they are not going to like it right <laughs> You know, they're not like, like right now, there are people where the realization is creeping in on them. Like, yeah, okay, that's, it is true after all. You know, I, I, I didn't believe this before. It's too fantastic. I, I, I don't want to believe it. And, and, you know, they'll flock to the, to the debunkers to, to, to be assured that there's nothing there, nothing to it. But you're going to, even, even when, even if there does come a point, which, you know, I, I don't know if it ever will happen, where the, where somebody, where the government, uh, the Pentagon finally just says it in plain English rather than playing this slow disclosure game. If they came forward and say, okay, here's, here's pictures of, of some of the bodies that were recovered in the crash. Like, look at, here's, here's your gray. This is, here, look at this one. We don't know what this kind is. It looks like an insect, you know. Uh, if they even show you the evidence, you're still going to have people out there that are just not going to want to accept it for whatever reason, religious, personal, just, they just it disgust them or scares them. People are going to be scared. There's going to be a lot of people who are scared of this. So, and what's the point of all this? Well, why, why, you know, why am I even talking about this? Well, because it's something to talk about. It's just another angle to this whole giant, you know, mystery, this whole giant puzzle, this whole giant, uh, situation that's real that's ongoing i mean that, that and here we have to deal with this we're going to have to deal with this as a human race so a lot of people can't even accept uh they, they don't want to believe that the the vaccine is good you know so they don't take it you know uh so what do you think you're going to say when something like this comes about these you know, some of these same people who who are easily manipulated by propaganda okay well, how are they going to react you know some of them they're not going to like it and I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. But we got to be aware of it because some people are going to crack. They're going to crack, and they're not going to want to. They're not going to want to accept this. You're going to see big arguments uh, within the press, within the media. You know, there will be some people that are just not going to accept it. It's just plain and simple. I just, I just see it. You just see it coming, and you're going to see 
you'll be seeing protesters against it, uh, against this. They're going to call it a lie, you know, all all kinds of stuff. I mean, I I don't think there's things right now that you can't even imagine is possible. I mean, you you, you people are are going to have trouble with this. There are going to be people who are going to, you know, what? No way, you know, and they're they're they'll fight against this, you know, any kind of truth with regard to this, and they're not going to like it. Now, the rest of us, you know, the people who are able to handle it, uh, handle reality, uh, well, we'll just have to deal with it, right? I'm already dealing. Again, there's people like me out there who already know. It's, it sucks to to be in a world where it's not, you know, we're, in a, we're, it sucks to be a person like me who, who is in a world where at, at up to this point, you don't have that. You, you, like, you basically... You, you know, somebody could say, hey, I just don't believe in it, even though you know it's true, but you can't really argue with them because uh, somebody didn't come out and speak in plain language uh, from a from a podium somewhere. Uh, some government official didn't walk up to a podium and, and, and talk about this and, 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 you know, tell you the truth. And instead, they're playing this slow disclosure game where if you put the pieces together right now, realization, realization. Okay, it needs to start setting in now. It's like, okay, there you go. Okay, you put this. They said this here. Then they said later on they said that. And then this Elizondo said that. And then Pentagon came out with this report. And they said this, but then he said that. And he was in charge of ATIP. And now, wait a minute. Oh, it's, it is real. Like, that's what's happening right now for certain people. Um, they, they've, they've told you in, in, in a roundabout way like we talked about before and here it is and now that realization is setting in i received some messages some nasty ones uh since yesterday and uh that's expected there, there's messages from people who you're just making that up you know basically that was the gist of the message the messages okay you don't know what you're talking about um okay that's if that's what you want to believe hey it's a, it's you know believe that but that's what we're going to get and again like you're going to have a lot of you know a lot of people don't want to aren't going to want to accept it it's going to be it's going to be something else to it's I, i'm going to it's going to be interesting as as time goes on here you know to see how this thing uh unfolds anyway have a nice day <laughs>